Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Shortcuts. It's a podcast about Islam Mall featuring conversations and interviews with people in our community, Islam Mall business partners, and people who make Islam Mall what it is. I'm Sean Ferguson. I'm the marketing and special leasing manager for Islam Mall and your host for Shortcuts. Vanderberg Casa is our focus for the day. They are our nonprofit of the month for April. And my guests are Elisa Reinfort and Suzanne Draper. Here is our conversation. We are at Vanderburg County Casa. I'm so excited about this discussion because it's been a while. Uh, the last time I was here, you had just moved into this location. Yes. And a lot has changed. We'll talk about the location and where you guys at are at in a minute. But I've got two special guests today. I love that. So we're going to have them introduce themselves and uh, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been with Casa. All righty. Well, thank you, Sean. Um, my name is Suzanne Draper, and I am the director of Vandenberg County Casa. I just had my 21st year anniversary. 21. That's 21 awesome. years. Yay. Yeah. It's kind of a different 21. Um, <laughs> but 21 years, I still love what we do. I love what our mission is. And I love the um, idea of having volunteers that are advocating for kids. Yeah. That's truly what we do. And I'm Elisa Reinfort, the assistant director. And I've been here since mid-November. So brand spanking <laughs> new. Um, but have enjoyed every day. And the staff and team here is amazing and incredible and their knowledge and passion and dedication to the cause. I know a lot of folks probably don't quite understand what CASA is, but tell us about the history of this organization and what you guys do. CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates, and um, we are part of a national program that was started in 1977 by a juvenile court judge in Seattle, Washington. And basically his thought was he wanted a lay person to be there just for the child and just to speak for the child. So hence, CASA started nationally. Here locally is 1984. We were started in 1984, and it came from a task force um, from someone who was doing a, a class at University of Evansville that heard about the CASA concept and took it at that time to the juvenile court judge and said, this is something that this community needs. So um, the first year, we serve seven kids um, from the records that we have. And then, um, you know, every year has obviously increased because the needs increased. So what our volunteers do, they talk to everyone who's involved in the case. They are information gatherers. So they don't do the investigation of a child abuse and neglect. Um, the Department of Child Services does that. We're not trained. We don't train our volunteers to investigate abuse or neglect. Uh, by the time it gets to CASA, that abuse has already been investigated and it's deemed necessary to have court intervention. Okay. So we automatically get appointed to every case that comes in juvenile court due to alleged abuse and neglect. So the volunteers talk to everybody and then they talk to the child, they talk to the parents, they talk to foster parents, teachers, therapists, anybody who's involved in, in with the case the volunteer talks to and then makes a recommendation to the juvenile court judge as to what's in the best interest for that child. The need for volunteers always is great yes. for your organization. And what are you looking for in the volunteer? What, what exactly do they do? Well, um, we look for obviously those that are passionate and, you know, have that empathy. Um, but as far as any specific background or um, education or experience, 
it doesn't matter. Um, okay. We they, we put them through um, a thorough training. It's you know looking at about thirty hours of training wow. um, that that we put our volunteers through. Um, Twenty one years of age, um, clean records. Obviously, we do extensive background checks, um, and then. Um, through, they're never alone through their case. So, um, you know, when when they do get emotionally involved, which it does happen with the topics, you know, that we're dealing with and the cases, but our um, the staff help them through that and walk alongside them through that. So they're never alone at any point through the, through their journey. Okay, and and what exactly do they do? How how involved in sure. these cases do they do they become? So, um, like Suzanne had mentioned, they're information gatherers. So, you know. Initially, when they get a case and start off, it's going to be a little bit more time involved. But typically, a volunteer is looking at anywhere from, you know, eight to fourteen hours a month of um, on, on, you know, with their CASA. We do ask them to make two visits a month with a child, um, one in person, and you know, the other time they're just fact finding. You know, they're making those contacts to those parties of the case, um, just to kind of get that whole picture of the life of the child. Okay. So that they can make, you know, a very knowledgeable recommendation. And how does somebody become a volunteer? What's the first step? Sure. So reaching out to us either on our website or calling our office. Um, we have info sessions once a month and, you know, just for about an hour just to come out and hear what it's like to be a CASA volunteer. And we kind of walk through that um, and, you know, just kind of get that information out to whoever's interested okay sounds good let's talk fundraising now or funding in general and then that goes into fundraising so how are you guys funded and how does that all work variety of ways um (laughs) we receive we're part of our state casa so we receive um a grant through them in addition to it's a matching grant with our county dollars so the county has to match dollar for dollar for that um, we receive VOCA funding, which is a federal grant. Um, in addition, we do fundraising, we do other grant writing, we do begging, we, we do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, the pandemic has kind of put a, a halt to our fundraising events. Um, we are going to gear up and, and have a big celebration next year for our 40th anniversary and really concentrate on um, the whole year telling different stories and different different um, successes that we've had as an organization over the 40 years and then have a big fundraiser at the end. Um, so it, we have been very fortunate um, with our donors. You know, people, once they understand what our mission is and what we do for the children, uh, they believe in it and they believe in, in us having a reputable organization. Um, We do such a, the staff, I should say, um, the girls here in the office, they do an amazing job of walking those volunteers through this this type of volunteering because it is difficult. It probably is one of the most difficult types of job of volunteering people can do because you're dealing with families in crisis. You're dealing with substance abuse and abuse and neglect of children. No one wants to see a child hurt. And that's where we step in and, and make sure and hope that things get in place so that child doesn't get hurt again. Awesome. Looking ahead, obviously we have the 40th anniversary. You just mentioned that. Well, but what's coming up down the line for for this organization? So we have scheduled um, new volunteer trainings 
Um, we've got them scheduled the end of this month and then um, again in the fall. And we're offering at different times, trying to catch, you know, people's schedules as, as best sure. we can. Yeah. Um, so really just really focusing on gearing that, that recruitment effort back up. Is there anything else that we really need to bring out about the organization before we kind of wrap things up? April is National Child Abuse Awareness Month. It's also National Volunteer Appreciation. So we have a big volunteer appreciation event coming up April 20th um, to just show our volunteers. They're the ones out there, you know, boots on the ground, doing the hard work. They're frontline. They're the ones doing all the work to make sure these kids are safe. And so we want to show them our appreciation. Our board of directors wants to show them our appreciation for what they do. And um, there's not a better month to do it than April with it being a national appreciation month (laughs) for volunteers. So, um, you know, if, if people have an interest um, come to an info session, you know, informational meeting, and you're not, you're not signing up to and committing at that time. It's finding out more information because we want prospective volunteers to have a better understanding of what they're getting themselves into. That's awesome. Well, congratulations, first of all, on everything you guys do. I mean, the impact you make in our community is is fantastic. And that's why we're so excited to be partnering with you guys as our nonprofit of the month for April. And we look forward to seeing you guys out at the mall. And uh, we'll look forward to just working with you guys in the future. Thanks so much for being on our podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) This has been Shortcuts. And our guest today has been Elisa Reinfort and Suzanne Draper from Vanderburg Casa. Casa is our nonprofit of the month for the month of April. For more information, visit them online at Vand, V-A-N-D, Casa, C-A-S-A, Dot com. You can sure keep the conversation going 24 hours a day, seven days a week on the Isla Mall social media network at The Isla Mall for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to past episodes of Shortcuts on the mall's website now at shopislamall.com. I'm Sean Ferguson. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to seeing you the very next time you shop at Isla Mall.